Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply there's a time and a place for black and white like when you're learning to play piano or when you want a big two-toned cookie or when shopping for a pet zebra but if you want to attract customers there's no room for black and white so go to staples staples specializes in bold hard to miss color printing and now at staples get 20 percent back in rewards on color printing from banners to brochures and copies to presentations print more color save more money at staples in store only ends 11 10 18 restrictions apply see store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details Details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. Got miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is putting into my running, and I'm so far from my. We will not go gently. We're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. I don't even play football. Coming down from the gallows and I don't have very long.
gentlemen of Steeler Nation, welcome to another episode of the Steelers Hangover. Not so, not so much the day after show this week because the Steelers played on Thursday and it's Monday, but it's still the call-in show where you get to make your voice heard. But I'm Jeff Hartman, editor behind SteelCurtain.com, and with me as always is my good friend Brian Anthony Davis, contributor to Behind the Steel Curtain. How's it going, Brian? Very good, my friend. Very, very good. It's hard to complain when you can sit down at a table and stuff your face with all sorts of good food, and then you get to sit back and watch your football team, your favorite football team, beat the pants off of Scott Toldine. And you know what? I'm not going to apologize for that. Scott Toldine is Scott Toldine. Andrew Luck for Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck didn't play, and the Pittsburgh Steelers did what they should have done, and they smacked down the Indianapolis Colts on their way to victory, and now they're 6-5. and five. But before we start looking ahead to the New York Giants coming to town in Week 13 at Hines Field, I wanted to get your thoughts on the game that was last Thursday, Thanksgiving night, Pittsburgh Steelers, Indianapolis Colts. Maybe some of the things that you liked, some that you didn't like, but uh, what are your thoughts on the game? You know, Jeff, I don't care if it was Scott Bayo out there. Whoever was the quarterback <laughs> just needed, you know, needed a base out. You know, that's they, uh, that was a get-right game. That was their second get-right game. And it's the kind of hangover. We've talked about the hangovers that are good and are bad. This is the kind of hangover that you wake up with a smile, you can't find your pants, but you have a phone number in your pocket, and you're feeling really good, and you know you had a good night. So, you know, the way I feel right now, I like the track that they're going on. Is this a mirage? We're not quite sure yet. Because, like you said, it was Scott, uh, Scott Tolzien, but that's a professional quarterback that's been around five years. So, you know what? I don't care who it was, like I said at the beginning. You know, it's a win. I'm glad to have it, and I'm glad to see the building blocks for the future and possibly the playoffs, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. There were things that went right. I thought that, um, especially the first half, the offense was prolific, great play calling good mix of run and pass. But then there was a lot that went wrong, too. And if we're going to be talking about this this way, I think it's, I think that the Steelers defensively played horrible on third down. Uh, they gave up too many of those third and, and really not manageable downs. The, the Colts were in third and sevens, third and eights, and even third and thirteens on occasion, and they were converting. That is troublesome for me. But the defense makes up for it by having two fourth-and-goal situations and holding strong on both of those. It wasn't pretty. But you know what? The Steelers' MO on defense has remained the same. They're playing fast. They're playing very physical football. I mean, that hit on T.Y. Hilton was really very clean. I mean, it was a legal hit, but it was vicious. There's no question about that. Mike Mitchell laid the boom on several players in this game. But ultimately... They are getting after the quarterback. So we've now had two games. You said they were get-right games, and I'd say they were get-right games for the pass rush. Now, leading up into the Browns game in week 10, I'm sorry, week 11, they had only 13 sacks accredited to their, their name for the Steelers' defense. In the last two games, they've had 11 sacks. They've almost doubled their sack total over the course of two weeks, or I should say five days. It's pretty amazing when you think about it. That's a good sign for the future. They have a tough, tough task ahead with the New York Giants who do a tremendous job protecting the quarterback. However, I feel like this team, especially the defense, is starting to gel. 
do you see? Do you, do you feel the same thing, or you, maybe I'm a little off my rock? You know what? I actually do see the same thing because when you have a fourth down situation, not once, but not twice. No, that's a dire situation. And if those if those fourth downs are converted into touchdowns, you know that that's major trouble. Like I said, I don't care who is the quarterback. But you know, the Steelers seemed in those situations to summon the spirit of Apollo Creed. And I remember when you know the Rocky movies, Apollo Creed. This is it, man. And that's exactly what it is. This is it, man. Right here, both times, and they stopped them. And I was watching the first one. I had a good feeling. The second one, I actually felt like, no, they got this. Because that was the confidence that you could see coming out of the defense. They they seemed to be, after that first one, they seemed to be getting to the point where, okay, we're bending. And we always talk about bend, don't break. We're bending, but we're not going to give it to you when it counts. And earlier in the season, they were giving it to, to you all day long. But they didn't give it to them right there on fourth down twice. And that was ultimately not just the game, but that was ultimately the pathway to a new season and a new attitude. And that's what I'm feeling really good about. I agree with you on third downs being troublesome because that's, you know, that's the Steelers. And that's what we've seen from this team. And, but, you know, I've been watching a lot of football, and I watched two very good defenses last night in Kansas City and Denver. And that was, if you did not stay up for that game, you missed a classic. That was an amazing game last night. But I watched two of the best defenses in football, not just bend, but break at different times in those games, on third and long and on fourth down. And um, it was just amazing to watch. So it's just not the Steelers. I think that's the NFL. And so that's some of the things you're going to expect now, and I'm expecting it more and more. I'm just watching it in not just Steelers games, but in other games all across the league, that same type of thing happening on third and long being converted like it was never converted in the early 2000s, the 90s, the 80s, and never in the 70s. Yeah, I mean, with the rules put in place, especially on, the, on pass defenders, it's really difficult not for them to kind of stay with their man for uh, you know any number of seconds if the pass protection holds. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even eSports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited.
Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. But before I go any further, I do want to say this is a call-in show, so you want to make your voice heard, you can by dialing 347-850-8581. Again, 347-850-8581. You might be on hold for a little bit, but we'll get you on the air as soon as possible. And as always, our show is brought to you by Frank Walker Law. Frank Walker the best criminal defense attorney in Western Pennsylvania and Northern West Virginia, home to the nation's top 100-ranked trial attorneys, and Frank Walker will be hearing more from him later on in the episode. Now, let's talk game balls here, Brian. If you're going to give a game ball to one player on offense and one player on defense, who are you giving your game ball to for the Week 12 win over the Colts? Well, on offense, it's got to be Antonio Brown, just for the fact, you know, three touchdowns, and um, just in amazing fashion. I know Ben was throwing them, but it was Antonio that was getting open. I cannot ignore three touchdowns. So, like I said, number 84. But I also want to give a mention to somebody that stepped up in a big way, Ladarius Green. We have been waiting for this guy to come along. We need him now. Now with, with the depth at, at wide receiver being very poor at this point because of injury, because of uh, suspension, and uh, you know because of now IR situation with uh, Marcus Wheaton, um, you need some help from those tight ends. We talked about this last week. We need Jesse James. He really wasn't there, but Ladarius Green on two very long plays was spectacular, and uh, Ben is uh, going to start getting in a, a groove and a rhythm with him, and if that happens, that's the weapon that you need. So ultimately it's Antonio, but Arnold mentioned for that of Ladarius Green. Now on the defensive side, you know, I have to do this. I have to give credit where it's due and a guy I do not like to give credit to. I have been very critical of Mike Mitchell for the last three years, and a lot of it has been well-deserved. But in that game, he played like a leader, He played like a Titan, and I'm not talking Tennessee Titan. I'm talking Clash of the Titans, just an ultimate warrior. That guy looked very good on defense the other night. Those hits were statement hits. They were slobber knocker hits that uh, knock you down and knock you out and make you think, I don't want to go back in that area. That man's hanging around there. That's exactly what I thought when I saw Mike Mitchell. We saw flashes of that in year two. Um, but in year three, it seemed to revert back to uh, um, what we didn't like in year one. So if he could turn the corner and it's starting to grow again and starting to find his place 
without being dirty, because like you said, that was a very clean hit, and it was just devastating to that team, and uh, really made them think when they were going in his direction. So I have to give a game ball on defense to number 23, Mike Mitchell. It's tough to argue with you with those two picks that you had. I'm going to go in different, uh, two different ways for both of my game balls. Antonio Brown is the obvious choice, in my opinion. I'm going to give it to Le'Veon Bell. Um, Le'Veon Bell had 120 yards rushing on 23 carries. That's an average of 5.2. He did have the game's first touchdown. People forget that. Um, Le'Veon Bell, this is his second straight game with 120 or more yards. He had over 140, I believe, against the Browns the previous week. And this is, again, the second game in five days. Uh, A running back that gets the ball that much, you figure they would kind of wear it down, but not Le'Veon Bell. He seems to only get better. And he only had a long run of 12 yards. So that tells me that he is just really battling out, getting these three, four, five-yard rushes right about his average for 120 yards. And then, again, he had four catches for 22 yards, and he was targeted five times. And so you look at the totals, and that's an average of over 142 yards from scrimmage. He is the Steelers' offense. And when they get him to be the Steelers' offense, it makes Ben Roethlisberger much more effective. You look at Roethlisberger's numbers, he was 14 for 20 for 221 yards. Only 20 pass attempts. That is a recipe for success. If I'm the Steelers, and you have a running back like Le'Veon Bell, go back to the 2005 team and say, what did they do that, that got them to the Super Bowl? What was it? It was they ran the football and they only used Roethlisberger when they absolutely had to. Now, Roethlisberger is capable of winning a game for them, but you don't want to put him, or any quarterback for that matter, in that situation all the time. So I'm going to give my offensive game ball to Le'Veon Bell. On defense, I'm going to stick with the safety, but I'm going to go in a different way. I'm going to give it to Sean Davis. Sean Davis didn't have an interception. He didn't have a pass defense. But he had five tackles, five solo tackles, and he's for the second straight week has played 100% of the defensive snaps. Folks, he's the new starter at strong safety next to Mike Mitchell. And I think he looks good doing it. I mean, he had the, the – everyone remembers the, uh, the tackle on Tolzien to stop him. I think that was on third down and they end up throwing an incomplete pass on fourth down. But he just seems to be getting better as the season progresses. He's tackling better. He seems more confident. I'm going to give my defensive game ball to rookie Sean Davis. I've been really, really impressed with him um, as the season goes on. So there you have mine. Uh, any comments on those there, Brian, before we move on? No, I cannot argue with those either, Jeff. Um, one note on Le'Veon Bell. You, you mentioned that all those uh, – those carries that add up on the season, he only has one over 20 yards, which makes that with as many yards as he has, that actually makes that more impressive to me. The fact that he's, I mean, he's just grinding and, and just nailing off those long yards. And uh, I mean, those long runs that, I mean, I'm not talking big ones like 20 plus, but just enough like eight, nine to get him in a position to easily get a first down. And that's what he's doing for that team. So I really like that. As far as Sean Davis goes, you know, there, there was some worry about Sean Davis, uh, not, in, not quite in the preseason, but as the season went on. And, you know, he's, uh, he's going through some growing pains. But with all three of those rookies, they're starting to, uh, 
they're starting to get more and more time, and now they're all three pretty much entrenched in the lineup, and now they're getting first-team snaps not only in practice, but they're getting first-team snaps in-game, and they're really becoming the guys that we thought that they would become. And to have one, two, and three all on defense to go ahead and contribute as much as they are at this point in the season, you know, that's, that's a victory draft. So Sean Davis, I really like him. I especially like him because I can wear a jersey with my last name on it, and I own one, and my wife owns one. I think we're the only ones in, right now in history besides his family to own a Sean Davis jersey. But I wear a crowd because I love what he's doing out there. And I think he is a future star of that team. I've heard some people mention they think that he is the class of the three and the best of the three. I'm not going to go out and say that yet because I think they are all three marvelous in different ways. And I just like what he's bringing. So I love that game ball. Good pick. Thank you. I look at this rookie, these rookie defenders, and you, know, you really look at it and you say, okay, their first three picks – Artie Burns, Sean Davis, and then you have Javon Hargrave. And a lot of people said, you know, oh, I love the narratives around the Pittsburgh Steelers fan base, too. I look at it and say, they, they say, oh, I wish we could draft some rookies that could play. And that's what everyone says around draft time. I wish they would draft some rookies that could actually see the field. And so then the Steelers do, and then people are lamenting the fact that the Steelers are having to play rookies. Well, Sean Davis and Artie Burns, I would say, are two players that aren't just being handed the starting role. I feel like they've earned it. Remember, William Gay was the cornerback to start on the outside opposite Ross Cockrell to start the season, and it was Artie Burns that proved his worth in practice and his work ethic, and now he's the starting on the outside. The same with Sean Davis. Robert Golden was the starter at strong safety to start the season. He didn't play poorly, and he wasn't even the number one guy to play when he was injured with the hamstring injury, they played Jordan Dangerfield there before they did Sean Davis, but Sean Davis has worked his way up, and now he's a starter. Fans are still kind of, uh, they have to play these rookies. These guys have earned the, that right, and that's what I was really impressed with me, or I've been impressed with, is the fact that they're not playing these players out of dire straits. Now, some could, would argue that Javon Hargrave could be due to Cam, uh, Cam Hayward's injury, but he's Hey, it's like what Mike Tomlin always says: one man's uh, one man's sorrow, or whatever he says, is another man's joy because he's getting his opportunity. So, Javon Hargrave or Javon Hargrave is how it's actually pronounced. Uh, he's playing well. I think he's been playing. He's played extremely well. He's had a sack in his last two games, uh, and he's contributing. So uh, that's important. So, uh, Brian, anything else about the game before we start taking some calls? You know, it was just a joy to watch because I have, this is my fifth Thanksgiving Day game, and uh, four times before just ended, it got worse as they went along. And this was just a joy to be able to watch that game and feel good that entire time. Uh, you really, even though things were, were starting to, uh, to turn a little bit and you're thinking, okay, the Colts are getting some momentum, you, you never really felt that they were uh, – that they were going to uh, drop that game. So it felt great. And to watch those three guys um, hold up turkeys, uh, turkey legs at the end of the game and celebrate, um, it, it felt good. And I felt really good for them. Um, so, no, I've, uh, 
I'm just very pleased with, with the way everything was. Okay, now I will say I want to add a quick question before we get some phone calls uh, to get to some callers. Which was the worst Thanksgiving Day loss for you, the 1998 loss, which was the famous drone that is coin flip game, flip game, or 2013, I think it was 13, it might be 2014, the Baltimore Ravens loss, uh, where Mike Tomlin interfered with Jacoby Jones on the sideline? You know, I would probably go with, uh, yeah, I'm probably going with the, uh, with the Ravens game just for the fact that, uh, you know, they had that game. They had a chance to come back in that game after what seemed to be complete disaster. Le'Veon Bell gets a concussion. Emmanuel Sanders uh, just drops a two-point conversion. It was just a bad feeling of a game against a rival. Um, The Detroit game was not good either. Um, it, it, It wasn't good at all. And I'll never forget, I'm going to throw one on there. I remember feeling completely demoralized back in 1983 watching them lose to Detroit 45-3, to and that was a Steeler playoff year. Steelers were actually in the playoffs that year, but they got absolutely destroyed in Detroit on Thanksgiving Day. And I remember just watching it, just, just feeling sick and uh, knowing that they were just outmatched on that day. So I never felt good after a Thanksgiving game until now, Jeff. Yeah, I'm going to go with 98. Um, I, I think was it I think it was 2013 when they lost to the Ravens. Uh, this yeah. was a rough year for the Steelers, and although they were battling their way back to 8-8 eight and, eight and trying to make the playoffs, and you started out on four, that's pretty rough. Um, the 1998 team was really good, and it was just crazy how after that game, they didn't win another game. Like They, they were slated to make the postseason, and then after that dreadful coin flip disaster, they didn't win again. But like you said... This Thanksgiving was much, much better. It left a, it left fans not only with a full belly but also a good taste in their mouth as they got to sit back and watch everything unfold on Sunday in terms of the AFC North, and we're going to talk about that here in a second. But let's get to some phone callers first. I believe this is Vito from New Jersey. How's it going, Vito? Gentlemen, good evening. Hopefully you guys enjoyed your Thanksgiving night. Yes, it was great. I hope you enjoyed yours. I did. You know what I saw this weekend that brought a lot of uh, – to me was watching uh, football life with Chuck Noll. I never realized the type of coach he was and what he did for the team and how he was really a very private guy. You know, he didn't really show a lot of emotions on the field, but I didn't realize that the team was so good in the 70s and they were terrible in the 80s. And at one point when he got tired of coaching, he told his wife, I think in the late 80s or maybe in the late 80s, he told his wife, this team was going to be a a playoff team, Super Bowl team, but he was just too tired to coach them. It's amazing that before he came along, how bad the team was. And, you know, you fast forward to where we are today and and what we've gone through the last few decades with the ups and downs, and, you know, we've got to be very thankful that uh, we've had a nice run over the years. My concern, gentlemen, is the uh, wide receiver position because we're hurting. And unfortunately for a team that started out so much upside potential now, you know, even though we have some talent in these young guys, I still worry about the fact that it's Bell, Brown, and Ben, and we get little flashes of Eli Rogers at times and little flashes of uh, Darius Green as of last week. So that's just my concern moving forward the next five weeks 
is uh, do we have enough talent on the roster to make a playoff run? And my concern is, you know, do we if we go four and one? Because I don't think we're going to win every game. I think it's going to be tough. Anyway, I'll leave that in your in your hands. You guys know better than me. Well, you know, Vito, to, to answer your question, um, I look at the the past the the, the receiver depth chart as a concern. But I think it could be a blessing in disguise because when Sammy Coates was still dealing with well, he still is dealing with his broken fingers, it, it really was. I mean, Darius Hayward Bay has been injured. Marcus Beaton goes on the shelf for the season. You're looking at Antonio Brown, Eli Rogers, and Kobe Hamilton. Now, you still have your tight end, and Ladarius Green showed some flashes, but he only had two catches against the Colts. He's still not playing a lot of snaps. But what I saw, though, is, is the offensive I'm sure it was Todd Haley. I'm sure it was also Ben Roethlisberger and the offense as a whole got together and said, look, our our, off, our wide receiver depth chart is just absolutely decimated. So what are we supposed to do? Run the football. And that's what they've done the last two weeks is they have decided that they are going to be more of a run-first football team, and it's paid off. It's paid off in time of possession. It's paid off in yardage for Le'Veon Bell. And it's ultimately opened up a lot of holes through the passing game, Antonio Brown, it opens up play action. All those different things can happen. Now, that's not to mend, that's not to suggest that the Steelers' wide receiver depth chart is okay. I'm hoping that Jamie Coates is on the mend and that his fingers are healed to the point where at least he can be on the field. Now, he was on the field uh, on Thursday night, didn't register a catch, but they threw it to him three times. So I'm taking that as a sign that he's improving. Because ultimately, I'm okay with Antonio Brown, Eli Rogers, excuse me, Kobe Hamilton, and Sammy Coates throwing the tight ends. You got a decent little group there, but I like how they're going back to the running game. Brian, what do you think? Well, you know, first of all, um, back to uh, Vito's question about do they have the talent to go forward? In fact, with the exception of Martavis Bryant, not much has changed from last year when they made that playoff run, which could have been a deep run um, if it wasn't for uh, the injuries and, uh, and the fumble at the end of the Denver game. So as far as talent goes, the talent is there. In fact, there's actually more talent, if you ask me, because we've already talked about the rookies. Um, we've uh, Ladarius Green, you know, I know you said that he only had two catches, but those were two very big and very long catches. And I'm starting to look at him as not really a tight end. I'm looking at Jesse James and David Johnson as your tight ends. And I'm looking at a guy like Ladarius Green as really another receiver. And you have a healthy, and knock on wood on this, but you have a healthy Le'Veon Bell. And you have Ben Roethlisberger. You have Antonio Brown, the only guy that made a huge contribution Last year that you don't have at this point really is Martavis. So at that point, I'm feeling pretty good about their fortune. You just have to hope that the defense could just step up and continue to improve. Now, I'm, you know, I'm saying improve because if you look at the stats right now, they are now, they have moved up to 18th in the league in yardage. And they've also, in yardage allowed, 18th in the league. That's almost top 50% at this point. So that's, that's getting closer to, uh, to uh, average and middle 
where they were down as low as 28 at one point. And also, in passing yardage, um, they were up to 22, and they were all the way down to 30 at one point. So, you know, the defense is starting to improve slowly but surely, and I'm feeling pretty good about this team if they can just have discipline. I know there's that word again. We say it every week. But if they can continue the discipline and continue the smart game planning like they – you said it, Jeff. They had a very good game plan against a team like Indianapolis. And they did it right. They played to their strengths. They played actually to their weaknesses too. They, uh, they recognized where they were weak, and they exploited what they knew they can do. It was almost back to basics football for that team that I really have not seen this year at all, and it was very pleasant to me. So, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, you know, they have the talent. It's there. Now just uh, just have to keep, keep the attitudes and the discipline in check, and I think things could be fine. This is a huge game coming up against the New York Giants. It's probably going to tell a lot. It's a good game to have because it's going to really tell the forecast of where they are going for the rest of the season. What do you think, Vito? Are you buying what we're selling? I am. My only concern is, you know, because we're using Bell so much, if he gets hurt or if teams finally catch on to him and they stop the run, and we become one-dimensional where Ben has to pass 40, 50 times. Do you guys think we have what it is? I guess you guys feel we have enough weapons to do that. Yeah, if if, if Ladarius Green continues his progression and if Sammy Coates can eventually find his way back on the field, I do. Not to mention, D'Angelo Williams, he might not be playing. We'll, we'll see when the practice report comes out for Wednesday's practice this week. He might not be in the lineup this week, uh, but he should be in the lineup possibly the following week, uh, which is going to be big because you mentioned Le'Veon Bell. He's been getting a lot of carries, a lot of touches. Uh, they played Fitzgerald Toussaint. He had six carries on Thursday. That's the most he's seen all year, and that's the most anyone else has seen since Le'Veon Bell's come off suspension. So when D'Angelo Williams comes back, maybe they'll be able to put him in a little bit more and keep him fresh, but it's also going to be a great insurance policy in case Bell does go down because uh, Williams should be able to go, and, and we know what he can do based on the first three games of this season, as well as all of last year. Um, but you got anything else before we let you go? No, I think that's it. I think, uh, you know, you guys feel if we go 4-1, we have a shot at making the playoffs. There are some people that think Baltimore is going to win every game. Even though they don't score a lot, people think their defense is good enough to hold all those other teams. Well, well if you look at the – yeah, if you look at who they – let me bring it up here quickly, who the Ravens have left. Um, they play uh, the Dolphins at home next – okay, go ahead. Yeah, they do have Miami coming up. Then they have um, New England on a Monday night game. Um then, of course, they have Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. And there's one more team that's uh, in there that I actually that you will have to look up. But there's one more team Philadelphia. that's just not favorable. Pittsburgh's, uh, Pittsburgh is a lot more favorable as far as schedule-wise. 
Yeah, the, the other team that you're forgetting, Brian, is that they play the Eagles. They play the Eagles after the yeah, Patriots game at home. Um, and that's a tough stretch. Now, Vito, in my personal opinion, I think 10-6 and six is going to be good enough to win the AFC North. That would obviously, for all those mathematicians out there, 4-1 would be a 10-6 record. 11-5 um, is going to guarantee it. But if, if the Steelers are 10-6 and six and they beat the Ravens on Christmas Day, then I think they've got it. 9-7 uh, and is going to leave a lot of gray area, and it's all, a lot's going to come down to that Christmas Day game. But the one thing Steelers fans should hang their hat on is they control their own destiny. If they win the rest of their games, and I'm honest with you, I can see them doing that. If they can beat the Giants on Sunday, this game reminds me a lot of the game against the Denver Broncos last year at Heinz Field. A lot of people were down on the Steelers for a lot of different reasons. They have a really tough opponent coming to town. That was different. Last year's Denver game it was all about the no-fly zone defense. Now no one scored on uh, Chris Harris uh, for I don't know how many months or whatever, and Antonio Brown lit, lit him up for two scores. Um, I feel like this is one of those games where it's going to be a huge confidence booster for the Steelers. They can play well. They can win the football game. It can really just kind of kickstart them throughout really a, a very manageable back half of their schedule after the Giants game, in case those that don't know, they, they go to the Bills. Not a not a really tough matchup because their offense isn't that great. Their defense is still really good. Then they go to the Bengals, so the Bengals have been decimated by injuries. They have the Ravens on Christmas, and they finish up with the Browns. That's not really a murderer's row of games. And in comparing it to, to the Cincinnati, to the Baltimore schedule, I like Pittsburgh's chances. I really do. Uh, four and one, I think, is going to be good enough to do it, as long as that one loss is not to Baltimore on Christmas Day. Because that, that's my personal opinion, Vito. Oh, well, let's see what happens, right? So we play the games. Yeah. If they win every game and lose to Baltimore, I guess it's over. Well, it depends on what Baltimore does against teams like Philly, Miami, and New England. Uh, right. But if they lose two to Baltimore, they're going to need to have the better overall record because all the tiebreakers are going to go Baltimore's way. So they can't finish with the same record as Baltimore. So they, they, they still could lose to Baltimore and still win the AFC North and still make the playoffs, but they would need Baltimore to trip up uh, some other way. And, I, you know, it starts with Miami and Baltimore this week, but, again, Pittsburgh wins out. It doesn't matter what Baltimore does. Pittsburgh will be the AFC North champions and they'll ultimately be in the playoffs. Hmm. So even if Baltimore won every game and we won every – well, wait a minute, no. Because if, if we won every game, <laughs> that means we beat we beat Baltimore on Christmas then. Exactly. Okay. Yep, that's, that's correct. Well, let's see what happens. So, yeah, let's see what happens. Thanks for the phone call, Vito. As always, we appreciate Gentlemen, it. Gentlemen, have a good evening. I'll listen in on Wednesday. Thank you. Have a good night, guys. All right, awesome. Thank you. You too. Uh, if you're listening live and you want to call in, you can. 347-850-8581 is the number. Again, 347-850-8581. The show is sponsored by Frank Walker Law. Let's take a minute to hear from Smart our sponsor. Smart or stupid. Those strobing lights in your rear view, that flashlight shining in your face. License, registration, and insurance, please. The little adventure you're about to have with this guy? Uh, I'll need you to step out of the vehicle, please. Okay, so you've done something stupid. Fix it with a smart move. For DUI or criminal defense, call Frank Walker of frankwalkerlaw.com. He knows his way around a courtroom. 412-532-6805. 412-532-6805 or frankwalkerlaw.com. 
And as always, our shows are sponsored here on Behind the Steel Curtain. All our podcasts are sponsored by Frank Walker Law, the top criminal defense firm to call in Western Pennsylvania and Northern West Virginia, home to one of the nation's top women's ranked trial attorneys in Frank Walker. So we thank him for his sponsorship of our shows. Let's get to another phone caller and uh, see what this individual has to say. It's 347-605-7473. You're on with Jeff and Brian. Go ahead. Hey, what's up, guys? Ken from Jersey. Hey, Ken. What's going on, Ken? Going well, going well. Um, yeah, I was just listening in, and um, the, I wanted to comment a little bit on the the last Thanksgiving game. <laughs> uh, first, I, my, my vote goes to 1998, just because I, I remember, I think I was 14 at the time, and I remember just being sick because it felt like every, like something else was against us. And uh, and we were seven and four, and then after that game, we lost the last five games of the year. I, I distinctly remember that. Uh, the other game, it was embarrassing, but they still had a chance to win with the two point conversion and, and all of that. But uh, my vote goes to nineteen ninety eight. Uh, Eighty three. I was that was one year before I was born. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm glad I didn't see that one. But yeah, I think it was definitely a good look for. For the defense, it came out and set the tone right off the bat, and I thought that was great. Uh, you know, this, this is a fast defense, and as long as they keep playing sound, fundamental football, just following their roles, I, I really think that um, it's just going to keep improving and improving. And you're going to look up at the end of the season like, whoa, if you're judging from the second half of the season on, it still is a, would be a top ten defense. That, that's what I that's what I see the potential as. Um, looking forward to like this this Giants game. I think it's going to be very, very um, important between Todd Haley, Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, and against Landon Collins. He's having a great year, and um, we need him either to, to play the guessing game of being back there or being in the box to stop the run. So if we can get the run going and just, like, keep him guessing, keep that secondary guessing, but specifically him so he can't roam around and just, you know, make all the tackles. He's leading them in tackles and um, get those interceptions. He has, like, four or five or something like that. He's having a great year. And let let it not become a Ben Roethlisberger versus Reggie Nelson type situation where he's just throwing interceptions and Landon Collins is baiting him. If we can control him specifically, I think we, we just have a – bigger advantage from our offense to their defense versus their offense to our defense. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good point. Um, Le'Veon Bell, in my opinion, is the ultimate mismatching tool or weapon because you can do so many things with him. You can obviously run the football with him. The last two weeks, he's been the best runner in the game. He's one of the best runners even before the last two weeks. But when they put him out wide, Defenses have to make a decision. Are we going to put a linebacker on him? Because if you do, you're going to lose that matchup every single time. And if you watch the games, when Roethlisberger sees a linebacker on Le'Veon Bell, he throws it to him nine out of ten times. Because he knows no linebacker, in my opinion, there's only one linebacker that can cover Le'Veon Bell, and he wears number 50 for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're not, they don't have to worry about him. But ultimately... If they want to put a safety on him, 
Well, now all of a sudden you don't have the help over the top with someone like Antonio Brown or even Eli Rogers or with Darius Green over the middle. The Steelers need to be very, very smart and very, very creative on how they use Bell. I agree with you. Run the football and make sure that you get uh, all the defenders sucked into the box, and then you can attack vertically. But I think they could also go a long way to actually maximizing their potential from a pre-snap standpoint. If they move them around more, uh, put Fitz Toussaint back in the backfield at times, just move them around. Make it make it interesting. Make them have to account for him and see what they do. Brian, what do you think? Well, first of all, um, I am very upset about the whole Carlos Williams situation because I thought he could have been a very good weapon down the stretch, but that's gone. It was like uh, something that was just an aberration is what it seems now. But as far as Le'Veon Bell goes, you know, um, mixing in a fifth Toussaint at times and getting a D'Angelo Williams back is really going to help him. But he's really the most valuable guy on the team right now. Um, He actually leads the league in a category. And I bet you both you fellas couldn't guess what it is in the next five seconds because you'd be surprised when I tell you what it is. But then when you hear it, you'll be like, yeah, I I get it. Any guesses? (laughs) Who are we talking Who about? It? Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. He's leading the category. He's leading the Offensive. league in yards after catch. And oh. that is where that is what is really you know, stretching defenses right now and uh, keeping them on their toes and really helping open up a lot of other avenues for that team. So that's how valuable he is right now. And you're right, Jeff. Uh, number 50 is the only guy that can cover him, and he only has to do it in practice. So that's a great thing. You know, I, uh, I really think that, uh, you know, Vito mentioned it, um, you know, keeping him healthy is paramount, but you have the tool and you have to use it. And, um, you know, he's not, he's not the guy that's just going to get hurt because of wear and tear. He's going to get hurt in the past, like he has in the past couple of years, because of devastating hits and um, in situations like that. So, I mean, you really have to ride that horse right now. Um, you have other weapons on the team, so he doesn't have to carry the team, but he can be the guy that's, that's driving the offense in this situation. So, I really like that aspect of the offense. And this is something that they did not have last year down the stretch in Le'Veon Bell. So they, that's, that's what I'm, I'm really looking forward to. I guess the Giants, Ken, you're, you're absolutely right. Those defensive backs are very good in, uh, in Jersey. They're, they're fantastic. Um, you still have uh, Rodgers Cromartie and, and Collins back there. Wow, that's the guy that the Steelers actually entertained uh, moving up try to get in the second round of the 2015 draft, it just was not to be because the Giants went ahead and pulled the trigger and it is paying major dividends right now for that team. But uh, that's a team that's still a little bit suspect too. So I'm looking forward to a really good matchup with, uh, with two teams that have a lot of positives and have a lot of negatives. Yeah, uh, what do you think, Ken? 
Yeah, I, I think so. It's um, it's going to be a tough matchup. But, you know, the Steelers are going to have to punt when they need to, um, take chances when it's opportunity. You know, take the chances calculated, but you know, not do, but don't beat ourselves. We can't beat ourselves because they have, they have like believe or not, I, I say I say Eli is a beat. That's just me for what I look quarterback. Um, but they have an elite quarterback, and he gets rid of the ball very fast. Um, I, getting pressure, I'm interested to see what kind of pressure they're going to get on him because I think he's like the least hit quarterback this year or one of the top two or three. So um, that's something that I'm looking to see now with the, the way Keith Butler's been switching things up, how we're going to get after the quarterback. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think this is a good litmus test for both teams. I think they're both going to be um, fired up and, and looking for how everybody performs just to see, hey, where we stand in, in the league. I think they need to come out with a similar game plan they did against the Cowboys. Play keep away, keep Odell off the field. <laughs> you know, play keep away and smash my football and um, be tough. I'll tough the next team. Um, last thing I want to say I read somewhere that Ed Bouchette said something about uh, with Carlos Williams in the Steelers, like a, a, some, something to the effect of another black guy, another suspension with the Steelers, and I thought that was way out of bounds. I got a lot of respect for, you know, Ed Bouchette, but I just thought that was way out of bounds. So, um, you know, I, I think there's ways to get your point across without going that, that down that road with it. You know, but uh, it is what it is. But uh, thanks, guys. Well, uh, thanks for the call, Ken, as always. We appreciate it. Hopefully we'll talk to you uh, next Monday after a Steelers victory. I, I did not see that article personally. Um, I <laughs> I would be stunned, excuse me, um, if, if Ed Bouchette said that somehow got printed. But um, I hate to say it, but it's not like that. I guess that prerogative, not that prerogative, but that narrative isn't probably out there with a lot of Steelers fans. Certainly not with us at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, but with some. Nonetheless, like you mentioned, Carlos Williams, I, I said that at the time when he was announced he was going to be suspended, he just blew a perfect opportunity to be the number two uh, running back for the Steelers in 2017. I don't think the Steelers are going to bring back uh, D'Angelo Williams after this year. Um, maybe if D'Angelo wants one more year now, they might entertain it. Uh, but I don't think they're going to give him any type of two-year deal or anything like that. Um, it's a shame because he has a lot of potential, and now he's facing a 10-game suspension. The Steelers have messed with that too many times already, and with the, with their own running back and with Martavis Bryant. So I don't, I don't see, see that actually happening, but uh, it is it is a shame. Now, I think that what's interesting about this upcoming game, if we're going to kind of transition to that a little bit, is the pressure on the quarterback. Uh, Eli Manning's been sacked 13 times. Ben Roethlisberger's been, or I guess the Steelers quarterback has been sacked 14 times. They're two of the best offensive lines in pass protection in the NFL. I want to say they're both top five. Which team is going to be able to dial up some pressure? Or will this be one of those famous Keith Butler, we're just going to drop back into zone games and make Eli Manning beat us with his arm? I don't. I hope they don't do that. I think the Steelers have proven that they're a team that's going to have to put pressure. And sometimes you blitz to stop the run, too. People forget about that. I think they're going to have to try to put pressure on Eli Manning. They're not going to be able to just sit back and just watch them pick them apart with the good receiving core they have. Brian, how would you – set up a defense game plan for the Giants? Well, you know what? Their running game is 
not particularly stellar. Um, I'm trying to look it up now. I don't have it off of the top of my head, but the running game, I mean, you have uh, uh, Richard Jennings back there, but they have not really done anything um, spectacular this year. So that, uh, that means that they're, they're going to get a lot of their gravy by trying to pass the ball. So, um, you know, got to keep an eye on uh, Odell Beckham Jr. You're going to make sure that you reel him in. But they have been able to do that um, at times with, with a guy like, uh, you know, I look at this actually similar to the Cincinnati Bengals in a way, but uh, not as good of a running game as the Bengals. But uh, this year, they actually were able to, uh, this was the second game of the season, were able to corral A.J. Green, which they have not been able to do in, in, past, uh, in past meetings. But uh, with, with a good running game, helps, uh, helps set up the pass. So if they don't have to worry about the running game, that's going to be a lot better situation for them. And I have found that stat. It is the... Uh, this is the 31st ranked rushing offense in the league, um, right ahead of the uh, Minnesota Vikings in last place. So they're not a team that rushes the ball well at all, and that's something that you could never say about the Giants before they have always been able to run the ball very well. So with that being said, you don't have to, you really don't have to stack the box on them. And uh, you have to be aware, but that's not Zeke Elliott running around out there. That's that's not um, even the kid, J.J. Uh, um, from Miami. It's not that guy running out there. So that's, that's an advantage for him, and that's going to be very similar to the situation that they just had against Indianapolis because uh, Frank Gore, um, even though he's had a decent year, he was not very effective in the game at all, and the running game wasn't effective. So... Um, if they employ the same type of defense that they did, um, you know, I think they could be very successful in this game. Yeah, I think the recipe for success is absolutely – it's crystal clear at this point for the Steelers. You stop the run, you try to get an early lead, and then you make the defense one-dimensional. And that's just not a game plan for success for the Steelers. That's really for any NFL team. But especially in this case um, – there have been occasions where they kind of overlook an opponent's maybe a weakness or something like that. They need to stifle that run and then keep everything in front of them from a defensive standpoint. But we're at the end of the show. We don't have any more callers on hold, so we're going to wrap things up. Brian, your final call for the Steelers hangover after they went on Thanksgiving. Go ahead. You have the platform. <laughs> well, thank you very much. You know, this is, the season that I've been saying uh, week after week, this is the game. And if we go back to uh, 2005, the great year where uh, they had to win four games at the end of that season just to make the playoffs. And Bill Cowher said to him at the time, there's only one game on your schedule, and it's the game ahead of you. And that's the way I want the Pittsburgh Steelers to play for the rest of the season. So, what I'm thinking is you have a team with a, a pretty good team coming in, not a slouch that uh, the Steelers could overlook, but a team that uh, they definitely want to approve something against. 
that's a good recipe for success for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because even though they didn't win against the Dallas Cowboys at home and the New England Patriots at home, they played up to that competition and gave both of those teams at, at different points in each game a run for their money. So with that being said, it's always good to see a decent team on the schedule. Jeff, you brought up the game last year against the no-fly zone Denver Broncos. That was a signature game for them last year. Uh, this could be a signature game right at the right time for the Steelers with five games to go. So this is really going to put a rubber stamp on the season of which direction you need to go into. I mean, is it local or is it out of town? And what I mean by local or out of town, local now means that, you know, they're just going to stick around here, they're fine with where they are, or if it's another zip code and they're reaching for the stars, that's what I'm looking for from this team. And I'm thinking we are going to find out where 2016 is going come this Sunday against the New York Giants at home. And I tell you what, Jeff, at this point, I really want to run it any other way. That's my final call. <laughs> well, you know, that's a good point. And the Pittsburgh Steelers have a tough test ahead of them. But this is a team under Mike Tomlin that has always thrived under the big game. They're a team that has always played up to their competition, like you said. And the Giants are a good team. They're very hot. They've won six games in a row. I expect the Steelers to respond in a big way on primetime TV. It's not a night game, but it's still a nationally televised game at 425 on Fox. So make sure you're tuned in and glued to your set for that one if you're not going to be at Heinz Field. So this ends our episode of Steelers Hangover. We hope we see you next Monday for another Steelers victory. Make sure you check out Brian and his show, Fact or Fiction, on Tuesday night, as well as my show with Lance Williams as we preview the upcoming game on Wednesday night. And as always, make sure you check behind the steel curtain for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. I'm Jeff. For Brian, we'll say see you later. We'll see you next week. Hopefully, as the Steelers are 7-5, and five, pushing on to the postseason. We'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, I'm Anil Dash, and I'm the host of a new show called Function from the Vox Media Podcast Network and Glitch. This season, we're talking with experts about why our voting machines are so bad and how that might hurt our elections. We'll also talk with an animator to find out how popular dances from the real world end up in video games. And we're going to tackle the biggest question in tech. Why do so many celebrities use screenshots from that Apple Notes app to make their public apologies when they screw up? You can find new episodes of Function every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Microsoft Azure for sponsoring Function. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.